The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. This is the Diesel Performance Podcast. I am Chris Emke, the only host today as Paul Wilson is out. This week, we have Jared Delecta. Uh, he has a really cool project that him and uh, the guys over at Industrial Injection have done. Uh, this week, over at Duramax Tuner, we did a giveaway for a Stealth G2 for the LB7 Duramax. Uh, the winner of that was Blake Curlin. He was a very, very enthusiastic individual. I actually told him I wish I had a little bit more oomph or excitement into what I do on the day-to-day. Definitely uh, makes me realize that you know the diesel industry is growing, thriving, a lot of really, really cool things as Duramax Tuner evolves, the diesel performance podcast evolves. You have questions, we have answers, you know, we kind of help uh, provide quality content. And I think that's really what it's about, just driving motivation. I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors. So for starters, Exergy Performance, uh, they have their Sportsman Injectors, which is a awesome stage one modification when it comes to the fuel setup, roughly 10% increased flow. Uh, which is roughly 15 to 20 horsepower over stock. And there's not really a retune or anything like that needed to run these injectors. Um, They're calibrated to a 4% tolerance, which is even tighter than limits from the factory. Uh, Like I said, no tuning adjustment required. Genuine Bosch components. So you're not getting any of the foreign stuff. You're getting quality OEM product. Um, These also, for the LB7 specifically, they have the VCO updated nozzles, which are much more reliable, but they offer Sportsman injectors for 01 to 16 Duramax and 2003 to 2012 Ram Cummins engines. Second shout out would be to Whirly Custom Fab, Uh, definitely leaders in custom fab work, I would say. Um, They offer their LML Duramax High Flow Intake Bundle Pack, which is going to be good for 2011 to 2016 LML Duramaxes. Uh, increase spool up, uh, increase throttle response, decrease or drop in exhaust gas temperatures. They offer a high flow three inch intercooler piping with Y bridge, which is upgraded from the two and a half inch factory. More reliable heavy duty silicone boots. You get a customized look of offering uh, well over 75 different colors. You can do specialty colors and, and add two colors into one to make your own unique color scheme. But without no further ado, uh, we do have Jared Delecta of Industrial Injection. And how are you, Jared? Good. How are you doing, man? Uh, doing pretty good. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Uh, people don't realize this is busy season in the diesel world, right? Yeah, that's no doubt. So, you know, diving into this, the first thing that Paul always asks is, uh, how did you get your start in a diesel performance? I got my start in diesel performance a um, long time ago, right after I turned 16, I bought a 7.3 Power Stroke and it needed head gaskets and I got it for a deal and kind of started with the basics, you know, intake, chip, exhaust and stuff like that and it's kind of amplified from there. Um, that's It actually brought me into being interested in the diesel stuff and went to school for it and ended up out here at Industrial because of that. Right. You went to Wild Tech, correct? Yes. Okay. Very cool. So now how did, and that kind of leads me into the next question. So, you know, where are you from originally? I grew up in northern Michigan. Okay. Um, so you originated in the Midwest. You go out to Wyoming for school. How did you end up getting linked up with Industrial Injection? Industrial broke down in Laramie um, where I was going to school at, and I stopped, and I said, do you need help? My shop tools, I know you guys are a long ways away from home, and 
So that's when I got to meet Dallas and, you know, he said, if you ever need anything, man, just, just holler. And two weeks later, Brady called me and was like, I need you to come to work for me right now. And I was like, okay, sounds good. As soon as I graduate, though. And he's like, okay, I expect you the day after you graduate. Yeah. So I graduated on a Friday and was working Monday morning. I remember last year being at Shides, you were down there. Um, kind of dive into that a little bit more. And one of the guys I was down with that you went to school with over at uh, Wild Tech was telling me that story. And I was like, you couldn't have written that any better. Like, how the hell does that happen? You know? So Yeah, that's I'm, I'm very fortunate for it and lucky. <laughs> um, you know, I you can't beat that no hell no especially i mean it, it, not many people believe in fate but it was kind of fate right i mean just so happened you were the one driving down the road and just so happened to be them yeah um, <laughs> the right place at the right time exactly exactly so i guess you know kind of diving into this you know uh you made some splash recently on social media um breaking the nhrda record for uh, a little unorthodox truck setup if you will um so i guess you know let, let's uh let's kind of dive into it what is the truck that you are piloting down the track now this is an, an industrial truck correct uh, yes. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, we'll start off with the history. I mean, you go back three, four years ago, this truck was battling to being one of the first trucks to break 2,000 horsepower, if I remember correctly, against some other guys. Um, how did it evolve from that to being the one of the fastest trucks in the country? Um. So when I started here at Industrial, Brett had just purchased it from a customer. Um, customer brought it in, needed some repairs, and the guy said, you know what, I'm just going to sell it. I had I'm not going to fix it. And Brett shot him an offer, and he's like, hey, I'll bring, you know, deal. Let's done deal. <laughs> so, it, you know, Brett bought the truck, and it, I think it needed some injectors and head gaskets or something, and or something along those lines. And so one of the other guys had started putting head studs in it, and one of the factory head bolts had broken off. Okay. And so it kind of morphed into, you know, it was a $1,200 or 1,200-horsepower daily driver. At the time, and Brett Daly drove it for a long time, and you know it was just kind of a fun thing to have okay. around the shop. And then, you know, the, as the horsepower kept increasing um, as a community, you know, we kept increasing. Back when I started, twelve hundred horsepower was a lot. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so it, it just kept getting bumped, and you know, every time, every year, we, you know, it was more and more. And you know, next thing I know, it had a roll cage in it and fiberglass, <laughs> and it was out at the track. And it, you know, everybody, you know, Sean drove it for a while. Um, Dallas drove it for a long time and it just did back and forth you know everybody had their fun with it right. and then Shides would have been my first year last year mm -hmm. 2016 would have been my first year um, driving it my first event ever that's when I took it over and I've, I've had my ups and downs with it um, it's definitely been a long road I mean um, I'm, I'm sure you have your uh, your time into working and wrenching on this thing am I right? Oh yeah right. yep. when Dallas drove it I helped Dallas work on it a lot um, so that's kind of, it was kind of, you know, I was already there. I already knew the truck a little bit. So Dallas was like, you know what, it's your, 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 your thing now, you know? Right. And the Duramax, um, had, you know, it, it ran really good and we used to make a lot of horsepower with it. And, uh, this springtime down in NHRDA's season opener in Phoenix, um, I had some issues with it. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go to the, the next event knowing something was wrong or that idea in the back of my head, you know? So we kind of, as a shop, said, let's pull the motor out, make sure everything is fine. And it was, it, it's funny because it's a, it's a joke that turned bad on me. And, um, <laughs> a couple of the other guys, Sean and Bob, we've always joked about putting the Cummins in it. 
Uh, it's a 2001 Chevy, and it came with the LB7. Right. And the joke, you know, it was like we've always joked about putting a Cummins in it. And that night, me and Bob had actually stuffed uh, one of our Shredder Series deck plate motors that we had. And we had just, like, set it. We had set it inside of the truck, and we do run Randy's transmissions Duraflight or 48RE. Right. It was a Duraflight a year ago. Now it's just a standard 48. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> and so we just, it, you know, put it as a joke. We had put the motor in the truck, bolted it up, and shut the lights off and went home. You know, just kind of as a joke. And the next morning, that's when the joke turned around back on me, and <laughs> I got to go ahead. And that's kind of what started it all you know it was what turned out to be a joke to the higher ups kind of came back around and you know i got the okay to do it and it took us about a month to do it um wasn't too bad um i guess that i guess that's kind of the you know one of the main questions here now is this isn't a street truck at this point like this truck was a dedicated race truck or dyno truck if you will so Mm -hmm. what were some of the obstacles i mean granted you already had a modified or a a swapped transmission into the truck i mean there's a lot of modification at that point but uh, what were the hurdles that you had overcome you know putting a an inline motor into what once was a home of a duramax um the biggest part was is honestly getting it to sit in there straight and look good you know um there's not a lot of room in there um so just getting it to sit and look like it should be there right you know that was our goal when we when we decided to do everything we wanted to do our you know everything the best to our ability and make make it look as clean as possible okay um that was the hardest part was making it look good and perform well at the same time right so walk us through, I mean, I'm sure there's some confidential things that you can't say or you guys prefer not to say, but what's the basis of the truck? What's the what's the setup around as far as the engine goes? It is one of our Shredder Series deck plate engines. Okay. Um, runner, we have a big set of Cobra race injectors in it, um, and then I power those with two XP Series CP3s. Okay. And then what do you guys have as far as airflow goes? Uh, we have Borg Warner. Um, we have a 94 on the manifold, and then we have two 88s out in front of that one. Okay. So you have, uh, what would it be considered, you have an S5 off the valley and two S488s on top of that? Or, Correct. Sorry, off the manifold. We're talking yep. Cummins here. So Okay. <laughs> so for the guys listening, you have an S591 right off the manifold and then two 488 SXEs um, on top of that. Yep. Okay. Uh, power numbers, dyno the truck, what ended up making? You know, to be honest with you, I've never had it on the dyno with the Cummins in it. Okay. Um, when I, I just, I don't know. I let the track do the talking and, you know, I've, we've never, we've talked about doing it, but mm-hmm. we've never really, you know, said, hey, we're going to do it today or, you know, we're going to do it tonight or whatever. I mean, I've it, never been on the dyno and I just, yeah, I don't know. I, we just never really put it on there. Proving one of my practices very well, that uh, guys always get hung up on a dyno number, and then they make eight, nine hundred horse on a dyno. They take it to the track, and it runs thirteens. Like, what the hell do you guys think's going on here? Like, there, there's clearly something going on. It's either driver error or a truck error. So, yeah, you know, that's that's one of the big things I fought with the Duramax was I could always make a ton of horsepower on the dyno, but when it came time to the track, I just it was it never added up. Right. Well. And. Who knows why, you know? <laughs> 
you never know. But I mean, uh, clearly all the issues, I mean, it, it sounded like the Duramax every year it was something, it was a headache for you not to have faith in the truck and want to go through it. I mean, that says something to then, I mean, you haven't had a lot of testing time under this engine. I mean, you guys swapped the motor, if memory serves me correctly, within the last few months. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Um, it was a couple months ago. We put it together, had a small set of compounds on it, um, had an S488, and then um, we had a big board worn out in front of that. And <laughs> You just said small compounds. <laughs> well, yeah, Smaller than what it is now. <laughs> yeah, compared to what it is now. Right. You know, we put put it together, and, you know, on paper, everything looked like it should work really good. You know, let's go to the track and try it. Right. And so we loaded everything up. We went out to um, the local track out here, and, you know, our smallest tune out of the gate, I was, I, we worked um, with Suncoast, too, on our torque converters, and I had to get them guys some data. So I took and said, I'm just going to, you know, make a 330 hit, and if it feels good, I'll keep going, you know if whatever you know we'll just see how it goes and it felt really strong so i just kept in it and when i got my time slip it was a nine three first pass first pass right out of the gate jesus christ was it you know unlocked um was a tenth slower than the fastest pass that i had and the duramax Duramax. (laughs) first pass you know how many guys are trying to just get into the nines and your first pass out you break a nine thirty that's insane yeah, I was, we were all, needless to say, it was a, we were all ecstatic and, you know, we just kept turning it up slowly and messing with it. We ended up finishing the day with a 907. Oh my the God. the best pass of the day. You know what? It, it just mind boggles me. So, you know, uh, last week, you know, social media is going crazy. You guys just broke an NHRDA record. And I'm thinking that has to be the second or third time this year that uh, the NHRDA record's been broken, right? And you guys do it in a truck that you guys literally slap together in a couple weeks, untested, yeah. and just running it. Like, your test runs, you're breaking, you're making history, right? Yep. So uh, that's just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Every so, time, that's, that's how I do too, trust me, you're not the only one. <laughs> now, Every time we take it out, it's a little bit faster, and, you know, it's 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 been really cool to be a part of it and, you know, be the guy behind the wheel doing it. Now, would you say, I mean, other than the one hurdle, I mean, it's it's sheet metal, right? So you have a, a GM around a Cummins platform, but you guys have been dealing with the Cummins platforms, dealing with big triple setups, you know, Baca's truck. We've had Baca on here a couple times. Um, you guys have, you guys just did, uh, I just saw a truck, a blue regular cab uh, the other day that you guys just wrapped up at your shop. So, yep. I mean, the Cummins platform and big triples and deck plate motors, I mean, that's something that you guys are extremely familiar with and taking your advantage in full. Yes. So that's, uh, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, you guys, the the power that you're putting down, I mean, we're talking 2,000 plus horsepower easily, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys are breaking 1,000, breaking 11, 1,200 horse. And I mean, this isn't a street truck. Like I said, this is just a truck that's being used at the track, maybe the dyno. I mean, is this a truck that's going to be at UCC 2018 potentially? Um. You know, to be honest with you, I have no idea. That's kind of up to the to Brett and some of the other, you know, the higher ups around here. Right. Um, if they tell me they want it there, I'll be there. <laughs> Regardless, I'll probably be there anyways, helping right. Sean out. Um, but well, you know, I, I who knows? I really don't know yet. I think it's still probably a little little bit early. Right. 
And I guess, you know, kind of diving back into, you know, the truck and, and the mile an hour and stuff. So the NHRDA record, what was the mile per hour and uh, what was uh, what was the time exactly on that? So after our first time out with the truck, we realized we didn't have enough turbo. So we came back to the shop and that's when we built the triple kit that's on it. Okay. And I went out and made a test hit out at the local track one night. I think it was on a Friday night, and it did. It ran at 8.82 at 162 mile an hour. Jeez. And as we were cooling it down, hoping to get back out and get some more data and, you know, just verify that it was going to be repeatable. You know, it just wasn't, it didn't do it one time, and the next time, who knows what it's going to do. Right. It turned to a torrential downpour, so we put the truck back in the trailer and brought it back to the shop and got it ready for NHRDA's. Uh, race that was here and the record at that point in time was a 8853 at 157 philip franklin said that right and he has his white regular cab yes yep yep and so first pass out and qualifying um i just i told everybody that I, we're just going to do our thing go out and just make passes that's all we wanted to do um and it ran an 8859 at 165 jeez and so during all that, you know, we sat out the second round of qualifying and the first couple of rounds, I actually got buys. Um, so then in the final round, it was me and Philip. We got matched up and I ended up doing, I couldn't back up the 165, but I did a one, uh, 161 at a 8.9 and I forgot what, it was 8.9 and some change. Okay. So I had set the record here in Salt Lake at 161 mile an hour. Um, I wasn't, I couldn't, you know, I didn't beat the ET record, so right. that was still, Philip still owned that one. But 160, I mean, not on record, but 164 mile an hour, and well, he's done 164, but 161's a record, and what's the weight of this truck? Have you had it on a scale? Yeah, I've had it on the scales, and it's right in at, it's like, High six thousand. It's almost sixty one hundred. Come um, on. It just depends on the scales. Some scales it's sixty one, sixty one fifty. It just depends on the scales. So this is—is is this like a full like tubular frame, or is this still a factory frame on this truck? Like, cause that that weight's a little on the high side. I mean, that's just insane to me that that's the mile an hour you're trapping in a six thousand pound vehicle. It, it, so it is a factory one hundred percent frame. Um, there's no tube work, nothing um, done. Um, still has leaf springs. Um, I mean, it is pretty much factory. Jeez. Um, the I only thing that's done is this, it does have fiberglass, and that's about it. Okay. Um, the hood and the bumper and the front fenders and the bedsides are all fiberglass. The rest is all sheet metal. But still, it's six thousand pound truck running eight nineties at one hundred and sixty four miles an hour. Yeah. Because that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody asks, man, you're crazy for doing that, you know. And yeah, that is. It gets better and better, you know, and we, we're going to get faster and faster. There's no doubt about it um, as a community, as a class. You know, oh, yeah. Everybody's pushing each other. Well, it's crazy. I mean, you have kind of that advantage to where the guys that you're running up against, they're kind of back half frames. You know, they're not stock frames anymore. Um, trucks are considerably lighter. You know, there's guys that are adding some weight to the truck to be able to main, make weight with some of the trucks out there, right? So, I mean... Um, so, in Super Street, it has to be... You can't back half them, no front halves, nothing okay. like that. Um, we're just... We're all pretty much pretty pretty equal far as... Um, you know, suspension and stuff goes. Okay. 
Um, you have to, if the vehicle came with leaf springs, you know. You have to utilize that. Yeah, you know, basically they have to have leaf springs, and we're not on slicks. We're on DOT-approved tires, too. Okay. So wow. we keep, I mean, any NHRDA keeps the playing field, you know, as far as everybody in the Super Street class. You can weigh all the way down um, to 6,000 pounds. They give you a 1% leeway, you know, if you are 59, 80. Okay. You can, you're still good to go. Okay. What? I guess the next, you know, diving into it, what's the next step for the truck? I mean, I, I know you said that there's more in it. You know, there's the, the class is getting faster. What are you guys as a camp or as a group, what are your future plans for the truck? You know, that's kind of undecided right now. Um, I, you know, I talk to Brett about that one, probably once a week, um, kind of jokingly, you know, what's, what's our next move? And, you know, to be honest with you, we really don't know. Okay. Um, you know, we, as a 6,000-pound vehicle, um, you only can start the chassis to an 850 anyways. Um, when I was in Billings, I did run an 86 at 167. And Jeez. I don't, you know, we, me and Bob were talking about it. We don't dare turn it up anymore just because we want to, you know, we want to play by the rules and right. get close to that 850 as we can. Um, and I think if we can just work on our 60-foot, we'll be, we'll be in good shape. Okay. If, uh, you know, as far as the conversion goes, other than, you know, you probably, you guys should have probably swapped the Cummins into it day one, but uh, <laughs> over the years and what you've learned and what you've experienced, if you could have done anything different or if you had any advice, you know, not that everyone's building a 2,000 horse street truck or a drag truck, if you will, but uh, what would you guys have done differently? Um, you know, to be honest with you, there's a few, you know, the wiring and stuff I wouldn't mind cleaning up. That's the my, that's my biggest pet peeve about it, and I guess I don't you know I'm the one that did it all, so I can't, <laughs> you know it's funny when I redid it. I told I you know I said I'm gonna make this thing look clean as can be, and gosh you know it first starts out you got a couple wires, and then pretty soon this is going in you know, and then all of a sudden you've got all this wire, and it's like oh gosh. <laughs> so yeah. I I wish I could clean up the wiring if I was to go back and redo it, you know. Okay. Um, that's that's about the only thing I would I would I would like to change. Okay. Um, well, and I guess you know, kind of to wrap up the interview, um, is there anything that you would like to share that we haven't already talked about already? Um, don't give up. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't give up. That's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, times may seem tough, and you seem like you can't get ahead, and it's you know two steps backwards and one forward but eventually it'll click and something some it's got to do something awesome and uh anyone you'd like to thank yeah i I would like uh, special thanks to everybody out at randy's transmission and randy himself those guys you know i i text randy all the time or you know have you know anything and randy those guys are awesome and randy's never let me down and everybody at suncoast um I've worked with those guys and I've got a chance to put some faces to some names. You know, I've already right. talked to them on the phone this springtime. I got a chance to go down to diesel thunder and, you know, actually put some names to faces and talk to people. And those guys are awesome. Um, I couldn't thank those guys enough. Uh, and then Ryan at Hardway performance. Um, Ryan's an awesome dude and he's helped us a lot on the tuning side. So is Jared Bulmer at breakout tuning solutions. Okay. Um, those guys are, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been at the shop here at 11 o'clock and I text Jared you up and he's like yeah I'm up what's up you know <laughs> and uh, so that, that, that helps out big time um, those guys are awesome and then Brad at Fast Fuel Systems those guys 
you know, I said, I need some more fuel. Give me some more fuel. And they built me some pretty nice pumps, and they've been working out great all season. And without those guys, we couldn't keep the beast fuel, you know, keep the fuel running through it. Absolutely. Um, and the, Mike at Nitrous Express, that guy, I, hey, man, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I had no idea what Nitrous was until I started this whole, I mean, I knew what it did, but I didn't know everything that you could accomplish with it. And without those, you know, his products and his company, you know, we couldn't do what we do. And same thing with, uh, of course, the data acquisition. Um, we use their data loggers and we're monitoring everything under the sun and it's helped us get to where we are. Without that, it, we wouldn't be able to do anything. So without any of those people, and then everybody here at Industrial Injection, um, from everybody on this, you know, on our sales team selling parts, and everybody at the fuel shop, everybody down here in the drive-in service, um, ordering parts for me and or for the truck, and you know, everybody in the engine department, Sean and those guys put together one heck of a motor. Um, without everybody here, none of this would be possible, and I can't thank any of those people enough. Awesome. Well, as always, Jared, you know, we appreciate everyone that's on the show, you included. Like I said, I know, uh, you know, we were going to do this a couple days ago and the the time and the schedule didn't wrap up. You were pretty busy in the shop, if I remember correctly. So, you know, thank you for being able to uh, make a little bit of time and do this interview with us. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. And uh, yeah, sorry, we we were busy trying to get uh, the the first coming Chevy conversion done that started the whole thing and then we were working on Trevor's truck and um, we were just trying to get them all done so we could unveil them that weekend on the edge so it was kind of hectic around here. No, hey, I get it. It worked out perfectly. You know what? Sometimes uh, beginning the week off with something like this, you know, just makes more sense. So we appreciate you taking the time, Jared. Hey, no problem. And anytime you guys uh, have a good rest of your day. All right, guys. So that was Jared Delecta over at Industrial Injection. Uh, regarding their 01 Cummins-powered NHRDA record-breaking mile-an-hour truck. Uh, This was Chris Emke, and thank you for listening. Blake Curlin of Camp Point, Illinois, won our G2 giveaway. Blake stopped by a few days after installing the G2 and gave Paul a ride in his bright red LB7. Hey guys, this is Paul Wilson. Thanks for joining us over here at Duramax Tuner. I'm in the truck today with Blake Curlin. What's going on? Blake won our Stealth 64 G2 giveaway. Uh, Blake, tell me a little bit about the truck. Uh, 2001, it's got uh, 45% over stock injectors, uh, built transmission, triple disc torque converter, four inch lift, uh, slam, four wheel drive launches, built front end, lift pump, track bars, front locker, uh, head studs, tunes, Sporting mines, that's about all she's got. <laughs> Just a farm truck. This is a badass truck. Bright red, regular cab. It's got a beautiful set of rims and tires on it. The thing just looks nasty sitting in the parking lot. And we just went to go get on it. Go ahead and stab that throttle, Blake. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she literally just runs with this new turbo on it. So Blake, we got you the turbo out last week. You've had it on for what, two days? I had it on for two days. How is it? It is crazy. Nine day difference. It, it really made the truck. It really did. Just like that, I mean, you can feel by the seat of your pants just sticking in the seat. The boost is just on all the time. I mean, 
barely getting on it, I can just feel it, you know, in the in the power curve. Blake really had the perfect truck where he already had a slightly modified fuel system. He already had a built transmission. And from what I remember in your post, you were just looking to get to that next step. You know, I use the truck around the farm, you know, I uh, show cows, I go to all the county fairs. So it's constantly on a trailer, you know, cattle trailer, livestock trailer. Uh, we have a dozer about 24,000 pounds. And uh, I was just looking for something that says, I want more, you know, <laughs> and uh, this old girl with the G2 on it, she says, I want more. So it made a big difference. You know, I think one of the cool things here is it's still 100% stock appearing. So you got a turbo that it's going to work all the time, right? Yep. Like you yep. said, it's, it's you can tow with it. You it's can, practical. You can dirt drag with it. Yep. Uh, which you've done some dirt drags already in this truck. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, went out to Kansas City. Out of 32 trucks, got second place. The red truck does what the red truck does. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not to brag on it too much, you know. The Charger, I mean, it lights no sacrifice to spool up whatsoever. So you got a chance to make a long trip up here. Uh, about four and a half, almost five hours, uh, depending on how hard you wanted to push it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you really notice? What did you really take away from that much time? Because that's a lot of highway driving to where you're just cruising, right? Um, what I noticed is the sound. I mean, it really did quiet the truck down, uh, you know, at an idle. I mean, you slowly get into it you can hear the turbo turn on i mean you can't hear it when you're full throttle i mean it it, it sounds high strung i mean <laughs> it, it, she likes to snort i mean and you can feel it even on you know what a 50 we'll call it roll uh stabbing it like that it just it immediately launches the truck forward you can feel it grab right away and start mm -hmm. to want to go yep and I think that's what's cool about this turbo is you have something that, that again, it's it's practical, like you said before. You know, we could yes, be this is. guy ahead of us here and, and pulling hay wagons, <laughs> or we could be out just beating on it. She's done a little of that, too. <laughs> Square bailing, that's always fun. That is always fun. <laughs> the down noise to it, too. I mean, you get on it and let out, you can you can hear that old girl, choo, 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 choo. I mean, everyone loves that noise. It is, it is one of those chargers, absolutely, where you, you know it when you want it. Yep. Right? Yep. Where it, it can make a dramatic difference. Mm -hmm. Bob played a little bit with the tuning on this truck as well. I think he got in and did some trans tuning to help yes. kind of match this Yes, up. he did. Yes, he did. I actually put a new torque converter in it. I did a go-run torque converter, and he dialed that in a little bit more with my transmission, and that also made a world of difference. I highly recommend, you know, Bob's tuning and that, that trans tune. Uh, insane for what it does, you know, just, just for a daily driver too, you know. Big, big, big difference on that on that. Uh, it makes it a lot more fun to drive. That was Blake Curlin and Paul Wilson talking about the Stealth 64 G2. If you'd like to learn more about Stealth Series turbos, visit Duramax Tuner on Facebook or YouTube where you'll find multiple videos or go to directtodurmaxtuner.com where you can order the Stealth 64 G2 for the LB7 or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920.